It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It is the Greek for the Week podcast. We're so glad you're tuned in. We are going to have a really wonderful show today. And before we, we get into our show and talking about the church in Smyrna, you know, we're talking about the seven churches of Revelation. We want to just encourage you to get the book, Letters from Jesus. It's not out just yet. You can pre-order it on Amazon. Just go to your Amazon app, type in Letters from Jesus or Chris Palmer, or just click on the link that's in the show notes, and and you can get your copy Um 52 studies. Now, what we do on the podcast, just 15 minutes of just a little info about the church itself. But the book, the book will really bless you. And you can go through it one every week, or you can go through it one every day or two every day, however you want to do it. But they're very contemporary. I've picked a lot of things from culture to talk about. I've shared a lot of stories in there. A couple personal stories, a lot of stories from culture and have tied it into Jesus' message. You know, the messages of the seven churches are also warnings. So um, they're encouraging, but they serve as warnings too, and we can't negate either one of those. Um, and so I've treated those well. I've treated it the way that I believe the text is saying and, and been was true to the Greek text. Um, you know, it was interesting about it is that it even, when I was writing it, even really caused me to think about my own beliefs and to readjust some things in my own belief system. And that should happen when we read the Word of God. We should never just go to the Word and say, oh, yep, that just confirmed everything I've ever believed, and that'd be it. I mean, there should be some things in God's Word that always causes us to readjust the way we're looking at something, the way that we're living our lives. It should call into question some of the things that we're doing. And none of us are perfect. And uh, instead of just saying, oh, there, the Word of God's back in my life, so I guess I can just keep on going. No, it, it, it can't do that. We have to Allow the Word of God to speak, not change the text to suit what we're doing. And, uh, and so I really, really was challenged in my writing. There was a few times I remember I got on my face before the Lord. I stopped writing and just, just cried out to Him and, and sought Him uh, to change my heart in some areas. And so the book, before I say that it, it can work in your life, it's worked in my life as the author of the book. So... Um, it really it, it ministered to me. So if it, never, it didn't minister to me, I couldn't expect it to minister to you. But if it ministered to me, it'll minister to you. So pick up a copy today. Okay, let's go to Revelation chapter 2, and let's get into verse number 8. And this is what it says here. I'm going to read it in the English, and we'll highlight just one thing today in the Greek. It says, And to the, to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, The words of the first and the last who died and came to life, I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you're rich, and the slander of those who say, that they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Notice the strong language coming from Jesus today. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. Now, um, there's a lot in here, but let's pick up and talk about the church itself. What were the Smyrnans dealing with? Now, this was perhaps a stroke of irony because Smyrna was a church that was really suffering. They were really going through a lot, and 
them and the Philadelphians were not, or the only two churches that Jesus didn't really give a rebuke to. He encourages them, tells them to be lifted up, gives them a word to hold on to, gives them hope. But Smyrna was going through probably the most difficult time. And it's interesting because Smyrna is such a beautiful city. And within this beautiful city, you had these Christians that were just not getting along so well. Smyrna was considered to be the most beautiful city in all of Asia Minor. I mean, the most beautiful. And it's not hard to see why. I was there in 2011, and, you know, you don't, when you get there, where Smyrna is at, you don't really see a lot of the remains of Smyrna because it's buried under the modern city of Izmir, which is a gorgeous city. We met up with some friends that were there. They weren't my friends. They were friends of the people I was with. And we had dinner, and it was, it just was a really good time together. And palm trees, coastal line along the Aegean Sea, uh, good food, modern. I mean, it's just what you expect from a city. And, uh, and in the distance, you see these rolling foothills. If you've ever been to Turkey, I haven't been to the eastern part of Turkey, but the western coast of Turkey, just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it is one of the most impressive places I've ever seen in the whole world. I mean, I really genuinely mean that. It is Mediterranean life at its most beautiful and uh, just gorgeous. And it also, ancient Smyrna possessed the safest harbor in all of Turkey. I mean, it was, and this, like in Ephesus, they were also uh, coastal towns. So it just was, it just was notorious for being beautiful. And it had a claim to fame. Homer was born in Smyrna. So Homer was from there. They were a city that was educated. They were well taught. And their chief export was myrrh. So a lot of myrrh came from Smyrna. And that's why the, the city was called Smyrna is because of this export. <clears throat> which means bitter. Now, if you've ever gone into a health food store or got essential oils, you say, oh, they have myrrh here. And when you smell it, you know it smells pretty bitter. I don't know what it's used for, but I think it's used to treat different types of weakness or ailments or whatever, colds and whatnot. Uh, but it's bitter and it smells bitter. And that's why the city was called Smyrna because that's the Greek word for bitter. So, But I also think that it serves as a prophetic label because while... You have all these people living a sweet life and enjoying the pleasures of an easy life in a beautiful city. There's a church here that is experiencing bitter trials, bitter difficulties, and bitter tribulations, and it was the Smyrnian church. Now, if you've ever gone through something difficult and have gone through one of the most bitter times of life, you understand that one of the most difficult parts about facing suffering is seeing everybody else enjoying their lives, going about having a good time, going about enjoying things, and you're stuck suffering all alone. And the biggest question that you ask yourself is, why is this happening to me? Why am I experiencing the bitterness why everybody else is experiencing the sweet things of life. Why do I have to go through this? It may not even be you going through it. Somebody else might be going through it. And you're thinking to yourself, why do they have to go through this? And why does the rest of us just get to enjoy life? That is one of the most difficult questions of suffering is why did it happen to them? And that's what happens in suffering is that when you're going through it, you often have to go through it and you often face it alone. And that is what the church in Smyrna was facing. They were facing a bitter 
contest of suffering all by themselves. And it was a challenge. But they did something that was extremely, extremely important. And that is they did not look to other people. Jesus tells them, be faithful unto death, and I'll give to you the crown of life. What Jesus was telling them is put your hope and put your trust in me, put your expectation in me, put your faith in me. And if you do that, I will make sure that I recompense you for the suffering. And so when we go through suffering, the most important thing that we have to remember is not to look around to everybody else. When we're going through something difficult, our eyes have to be focused on Jesus. Because in the midst of suffering, in the midst of trials and difficulties, God's grace is at work in our lives. In the midst of the most difficult thing you ever go through, it's there and it's working and God has given you everything that you need in that moment to sustain yourself. Whatever you're enduring right now, whatever you're going through, there is a measure of grace for you in that circumstance. And if you take your eyes off of Jesus and if you look around to what everybody else is doing, you might miss God's grace in that part of your life. So it's important when you're going through a trial, keep your eyes focused on Jesus because there is in that everything that you need and you do not want to miss it by looking around to everybody else. And that's what Jesus was telling the Smyrnian church. Look to him. Don't look around to everybody else's pleasures. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus and you are going to get through it. That's God's message. It's almost a complete disservice to ourselves to not look to, to look at everybody else. Because when you do that, you're going to get distracted. And what that's going to end up doing, it's going to end up making you more bitter and more angry. And it's going to cause you to question the grace of God. Listen, if you're going through a trial or a circumstance today, maybe you should get off social media. Maybe you should get off Facebook. Maybe you should stop Instagramming. Because everybody likes to project the best parts of themselves and it'll make your suffering seem even worse. Find people that have been through what you've been through. Find people that have gone through it. Ask them what they did. And I can tell you, your victory begins when your eyes get off of everybody else enjoying themselves. Because that's not what you're supposed to compare yourself to. Compare yourself to Jesus. Ask God, what are you learning in this situation? What does he want you to see? And where can you locate his grace? And when you do that, that's what you need to focus on. That will help sustain you in that trial. Comparing yourself with everybody else is one of the ways to make your suffering last longer and be more trying. So today, focus on the work of grace, whatever you're going through. All right? God bless you. Make sure that you check out Letters from Jesus, Amazon.com, as well as uh, be sure to uh, give this podcast a good review and share it with a friend, okay? We love you. We'll see you next time on Greek for the Week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying.